Welcome to the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. And today is October 11th, and this is episode number five. So this episode, we're going to cover a handful of news items. We also have some events that are coming up in various areas. I've got a couple of resources that you might want to take a look at. And I was able to locate a nice little tutorial that I thought that I would uh, let many of you know. And then some tips and tricks, and we'll wrap it up. So with that, we'll start out with the news. So our first piece of news comes from Catalyst. They did a review of Inventor 11, and this was done in August. So I know Inventor's been out for a little while, but this gives you a pretty pretty nice little overview of Inventor 11. And they actually gave it an A rating. So this is a nice little read, and I'll post the link in the show notes. It's out at Catalyst.com, but I'll put the actual link right to it. But it talks quite a bit about a lot of the enhancements to Inventor, some of the things like the configuration and interoperability, and some of the, the really nice, thing, nice things that many of, of you are looking and asking for. So if you get a chance, go out and take a look at that. On to the next piece of news. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I, I mentioned a challenge that is posted out on the news group, and it's the Inventor News Group World Cup, where once a month there's a part that uh, everybody is challenged to build, and whoever has the fastest time wins. And you know, they, they get a good pat on the back. They don't actually win anything, but uh, it's great, great to to challenge your inventor skills. And for September, the winner is Bernard Farrington. He was able to complete the part in 6 minutes and 21 seconds. So if you haven't seen the September challenge, go out and download it from the world or from the uh, our discussion group. You can do a search for Inventor NG World Cup and you'll be able to find the various ones out there. There's not an October one posted yet, but should be getting posted pretty soon. Our next item is uh, a company that Catalyst Magazine highlighted in their on their website. There's a company called Q Lighting, and they uh, switched over from 2D to 3D and have been using Inventor for their design. And it's a nice little article if you've if you're recently switching over to Inventor, or if you're thinking about switching over to Inventor. This is a nice little article just to to hear some of the input that they had, and you know some of the the things that they were able to work around. So definitely a nice little article. It's pretty short. All right, that is it with the news. Let's jump to our next section, which is events. We have a handful of events coming up in the near future, so I wanted to hit on a couple of those. So the first event that I'm going to talk about is Autodesk University. And Autodesk University is an event that Autodesk holds once a year. This year it'll be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from November 28th to December 1st. And this is an event where we get all of our different divisions within Autodesk. And we have hundreds of different classes that range you know, across the board with all the different products. And this year we've got we've got a lot of classes for Inventor and the manufacturing side. So if you're doing data management, Inventor, Inventor Professional, we'll have classes that range from sheet metal parts, large assembly management, uh, configurations. I'll actually be teaching a couple classes at Autodesk University. The first class I'm going to teach is Pretty Picture Cell Products. So you can imagine that that has a bit to do with Autodesk or the Inventor Studio where we'll spend a bit of time talking about lighting, about different materials, and then some other techniques to get uh, really nice shadows and you know just get as realistic of, of 
design or as realistic of image out of Inventor as we possibly can. And also talk a little bit about animation and even some animation tools outside of Inventor to help put some of these things together. So there are a number of things that we'll talk about there. We'll also take advantage of presentation files in Inventor and and Dwif files. So there are some new enhancements that have been added to the Dwif extension that you may not be familiar with that we'll talk about as well. So that's primarily about collaboration and, and making pretty images and animations. The other class that I'm going to do is on Inventor Beta. So that would be for Inventor 2008. And we'll be pretty much going over a lot of the new capabilities during that class. However, to get in that class, you need to be registered in the beta program. And you can go to myfeedback.autodesk.com forward slash betaweb.htm and register to be a beta participant for Autodesk Inventor. And that uh, if, if you're going to AU and you want to go to the class, make sure you sign up for that beta and you'll be able to, to actually go into the class and see a lot of the new capabilities. So with that, let's jump forward to some of the, some of the other events. We have Augie Manufacturing Conference has several different events and I'm just going to go through these pretty quickly. They have, they have one in Houston, Texas, October 31st. In uh, Phoenix, Arizona, they have one November 1st. Orlando, Florida, they have one November 14th. In Orange County, California, they have one December 14th. So a number of different times. And uh, if you're interested, definitely go to the uh, augiemanufacturing.com website and sign up. And I'll have these, these links in the show notes. The other thing, there are a couple of other events that I wanted to hit on there are, there's an animation or an automation fair in Baltimore, Maryland on October 25th. So if you're in the Baltimore area and you're interested, make sure and take a look at the show notes, get a link or go to the link and uh, you can sign up for that. There's also a Springfield Industry Expo in Springfield, Missouri, October 25th. And likewise, I'll have a link from the show notes. So if, uh, if you, if you, haven't looked at the various events in your area, definitely go out to our manufacturing site. It's mfgcommunity.autodesk.com. There's an events option or a tab, and you can see, you can put in your location and see all the events that, uh, that are close to you. Primarily, I talk about events that are in North America, although periodically I get links to different events outside of the US. So I've got a couple of other events coming up. There are a couple of user groups, uh, one of which will be in London and it's October 25th. There's one in Ireland, Dublin, October 26th, and in Sweden there's one uh, Gutenberg, November 7th. So if you're interested in going to any of those definitely look at the events website or uh, you can email me if you have any questions and I'll in the show notes I've got a website but you can or an email address you can go to inventor.blog.feedback at autodesk.com so any any feedback or if you have any questions on these you can shoot me an email alright let's move right along into resources I've got a couple of resources that I want to talk about uh, as many of you may know I've I've tried to post some videos out at YouTube and uh, we also have a new area in our manufacturing portal that allows us to have multimedia, well it's links to multimedia data. So I've, I'm, I'm going to have a couple of new links out in the multimedia section and to get there you can go to the manufacturingcommunity.autodesk.com forward slash resources forward slash multimedia 
and you'll notice that there are a couple of different videos out there one of which is uh, it's a belt that was done by Charlie Bliss probably a name that many of you are familiar with but uh, he wanted to model up a chain that would mesh with a cog and he did this all through Inventor and, and rendered it in Inventor Studio and that's it's a pretty neat little animation there's also going to be a, a animation up there of uh, Inventor the uh, design accelerators the the belt generator building a belt so many of you probably aren't aware of all the capabilities that you have in Inventor I'm, I'm getting a lot of questions about belts and gears and pulleys and things like that so there are some some there's a quick little animation that'll give you an idea of some of the capabilities in there so kind of look around see what you see in the multimedia section and uh, it's a fun little place to to play around and also the great thing about it is anybody can link and post to it so if you have videos on YouTube you can link to them from there if you've got videos somewhere else you can you can post the link and people can view it so we're jumping into our last section of the podcast and that's tips and tricks and I'm also going to wrap tutorials in there. Our first tutorial comes from Neil Monroe and he wrote a great little tutorial for uh, it's sketching tips for new users. And this is a great little tutorial that talks a bit about, you know, some of the nice uh, well some of the things in the sketching environment, how things work, various constraints, how to build things with construction geometry and you know if you're just coming into inventor just learning it this is a really great tutorial to go through and you know that there actually are steps in some of this you may want to to run through it you may just want to read through it but uh it's a bit of a long link for me to give you the link over the podcast so in the show notes i'll put the link to it but it's sketching tips for a new user and it's a it definitely is a great resource Our next trick comes from Kevin Keeney, and this is an Avitech trick. And this one is entering property information into title blocks, and this can be found on Catalyst. And again, I'll post the, the link to this particular article. But this is really great information if, if you've ever had to or you need to build title blocks with block, you know, with various uh, attributes that pre-populate or you know prompt the user to, to fill in things. This is a, a great little tip or tutorial to go through and really spells out a bit how to format the text and how to create your your various title blocks and then save them as a template file so definitely would would recommend going out and looking at this or you know it's it's easy to forget some of these things we don't make title blocks very often so maybe the next time you need to go in and make one that uh, keep this in your back pocket and take a look at it before you start editing them the final tip that I'm going to cover is a tip that I posted on our blog a little while ago and it's about building lighter models. It was surprising to me. I was going through some models trying to lighten some things up and uh, it was kind of a small model and it was taking a bit longer than it should have to load. Now, I didn't model this particular assembly but I found that there was a lot of information or a lot of detail that didn't necessarily need to be in my my part or my assemblies and what I found is you know anytime I could reduce various features I started spe speeding it up quite a bit and I would imagine that there's no surprise in that but you know some of the ways that we can go about this may be, may be kind of a surprise to you and one of the things that I, I have used a bit is using images instead of features now if this is a part you're going to manufacture probably not a good idea but if you have purchased parts that have things like knurling on them 
that you don't necessarily need them in the part because you're not going to manufacture you just need a representation of it in your design then quite often you can really simplify those models and still make them look just as they normally would so if you go out to the manufacturing community and look at the the building lighter models and again I'll have a link to this you'll get a bit of information or, or a good idea of what I'm talking about but there's a little little part here that has a knurling around it and basically it's just an extrusion that's patterned around uh, a cylindrical object and it's patterned around probably I'm guessing about 40 or 50 times and before the pattern it has the part has 12 faces and the file size is 208 kilobytes and after you create the extrusion and pattern it around however many times the, it has 409 faces so it went from 12 faces to 409 and the file size more than doubled to be 489 kilobytes now again this may be necessary if you're manufacturing this but in my case it was just viewing purposes I didn't need to manufacture it it was a purchase part so what I did is I went in selected the face and I you can right click and go to uh, to the properties and actually put a different material on that face well I created a new material that had vertical stripes in it that looked like knurling and I was able to get much the same look as the the part that had the extrusion patterned around but you know less than half the file size and in doing this with a number of different parts of my assembly I was able to really increase the speed of being able to open up and edit my my design so you know really think outside the box when you start modeling some of this stuff think about the the nature of it what you're going to be doing with it and try to find clever ways that you really may be able to lighten up your models you may not working in large assemblies and you don't have to worry about it much but you know it doesn't take too many parts that are overbuilt like this to start slowing down and increasing the the well decreasing the performance of your box and also you know in a case like this I'm, I really was hit when I started doing a lot of the the drawings off of it because I had you can imagine if I have 409 faces opposed to 12 faces I had a lot of extra lines that it had to calculate and do hidden line removal on so you know really you, I was able to lighten it up a bit and if you get a chance go out and take a look at this tips and this little tip and trick and maybe be surprising as as to what you can do with your models and as always if you have any questions definitely shoot me an email at inventor.blog.feedback at autodesk.com and that's actually our blog alias however we're we're tying it into our podcast so you know if you have feedback of things that you'd like to add to this if you have uh, tips or tricks that you'd actually like me to include definitely you know feel free to send them to me and uh, that pretty much wraps up this episode episode number five hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time